gonna steal your sunshine and I'll shit on your parade. Don't get me started on doing my cocaine. In my opinion matters, yours will fall in last place. I'm not shutting up and you'll be learning my name. Fifth in the family, but first in my mind. One out of ten, but I'm ranking just fine. We've only got now, there's no afterlife. Look, mom and dad, I'm just speaking my mind. Welcome to Kyle Mocha Won't Shut Up, Season 4, Episode 6. I cannot believe we're already on Episode 6 of Season 4. It's been flying by ever since I ate that cow fucking tongue. Fucking cow tongue. It's been smooth sailing ever since then. And making sure it's always smooth sailing. Joining me every week here is Mr. Justin Olin Pato. Hey, man. How you doing, brother? Doing good. Doing good. A lot, yeah. a little different approach tonight. We got, like, special, special episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, A very special episode. This is actually happening. Yeah, it's our first ever guest via webcam. Special episode! Oh, <laughs> and that loud noise, that, that means that we're now joined by Mr. Zachary Storman. <laughs> Zach Storman is in the house. And the very special reason that it's a very special episode, we are doing our first ever webcam interview, and we are joined now by Mr. Gregory Lastra. Hey, Greg, how we doing, brother? Hey, I'm hey. well. How are you? Oh, we're doing awesome. Thank you so much, Greg. That's you great. are in sunny Southern California, and we are in, uh, yeah. as you can tell by the wall behind you, can't have a wall like that anywhere else, only in Southern mm-hmm. California. And uh, we're obviously here in the Poconos, uh, where, where you are originally uh, from. You, you, you grew yes. up around here. We, we both grew yes. up in Saw Creek. And we'll get to a little bit more about that and why Greg is here a little bit later on. Uh, for now, he's just going to be sitting. It's weird for him. He can't see us right now. No, he can not. only hear us. Yep. 
and if he wants to, he can look on YouTube to the delayed uh, video that that's going on. So yeah. hey, and everybody else that's joining us on YouTube or in the future here on YouTube or on uh, mm. iTunes, Stitcher, thank you so much for joining us and oh, yeah. keeping those numbers up. We don't make no money for no reason. Oh no, we yeah we don't make we don't any make money. No money. We don't make any money, but we appreciate you being here and 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 uh, checking us out. Um, now uh, this week uh, I. I we, we, we have a couple different things we're going to talk about, but the first thing, I've been really struggling with wanting to become a... I'll put it like a... a, a um, grammar you... police? No, no, no. Oh, grammar gosh. police yeah. on social media. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just, like, it, it's always been bad. Like, ever since the short speak was introduced on AOL and the Messenger way back in the day, and everyone started doing their BRBs and their LMAOs right, right. and their BBIABs, all of that. It's yeah. speak, yeah. It's what? Leet. Speak. Oh, I was I was going with like uh, old old uh, what was it short speak nineteen eighty four I think was the oh, novel that, that was from yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah 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 so it's like we're 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 getting into that and it's also like an idiocracy world where everyone's just getting dumber and dumber and dumber or as you might say more and more dumb because even I'm stupid <laughs> um, but it, it's just getting really bad and and I think that I I'm, I'm I don't comment on anything almost ever unless I think I just have like a funny little joke to say to somebody that I personally know. But I think I might just become a vigilante with grammar against people on social media that are just having no care. And they're Wait, just does like, that mean that you are creating a dummy account? No, no, no. Like, I'm just going to start going to the thousand people that are on my page, you know, my uh-huh. thousand friends that I have. I'm going to, ooh, ASMR time. <laughs> Um, but I'm just going to go after everybody that I know. And working at the Cinder, I have a lot of people that might not write a lot of things really clearly. There's one person in specific that I just really want to go after. In specific? In specific. See, I'm not a smart person. I just know how to write things down correctly. And everything's being written, and it's pissing me off. So maybe me admitting this right now is me acknowledging to myself that uh, I'm just mad that I'm not probably smarter and I look at people that are not as grammatically intellectual as I am and I feel just better about myself and yeah. I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. And I just want to prove them that they're wrong. I'm an asshole. There's something in my nose. There is something in your nose. Oh, oh and we got a nice close-up cam <laughs> oh, today. So God. you can probably just look right into the cam and they'll, they'll all see what's in your nose. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, no, no. Just a lot, of, a lot of really bad grammar shit happening. It's making me, uh, like, annoyed. But then, again, it's probably just because I don't... Uh, I have a limit to my intellect, and I just want to correct people on things that I know that I can correct them on. Like, if someone quotes a movie wrong, I'm going to correct them really quickly. Yeah. But if somebody uses the word there correctly or incorrectly, I just want to start, like basically doing like a teacher's review like screen cap their post and just start putting red lines through everything and then repost it underneath it and go good job try again better next time just be better next time try again better next time I'm really good at talking man I'm really good at the talk (laughs) try again all right hey we we might be a little uh, slug more sluggish and stupid because we finished our song today about two hours earlier than we usually do so we've had time to imbibe and imbibe we have Part of the imbibing has been this wonderful pacing beer that we have called uh-huh. Ice House, but we have a very special beer in store for us tonight. So, Justin, mm-hmm. let's hit it. What are we drinking? We drink it so you don't have to. Reviewing in the morning for the bathroom. Cheap booze and craft brews.
All righty. There you have it. There you have it. Now, like I said, we're drinking Ice House. And before we go on to the featured beer, mm. I, I want to let you know that Ice House is the first ice beer that was ever brewed in America. The first one Pretty ever. crazy. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think in that at all. In the world, too? In the world was Molson Ice. Molson which Ice. Which is Canadian. Huh? Which is Canadian. Um, so it's all a North American thing. And then we, we looked it up as to how they actually make ice beer, what it means. Because everyone can just use the word ice. So I'm like, that's curious mm. to me. It's actually the style of beer is an ice beer. And what they do is they take the beer, they take their normal four, four and a half percent beer, right. and they slowly start to freeze it. And at a certain point in the freezing, they drain off all of the unfrozen beer, and that is what ice is, because all of the alcohol will be the last thing to freeze. So when you freeze the beer, oh. you get a higher alcohol content beer, which means that you can just make ice at home if you want to. You can just start putting a bunch of Miller Lights outside, let them sort of freeze, or in a freezer, I guess, if you're in Southern California and it's not yeah, cold I was going to say, my fridge makes ice. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> shush, shush you in your fridge. But put it put it in the uh, the freezer and let it sit there for about, like, 20 minutes. Take it out and pour off whatever hasn't frozen and then just keep doing that. You can, like, triple distill it in that way and you can slowly create your own ice. So if you're ever curious as to why everybody's got an ice, Keystone ice, Natty ice, that is why it is an actual styre, huh. style Styre of styre beer. Of it's a styre of beer. Um, yes. Now, the beer that we are drinking, our special beer today, uh, is Stella Artois Midnight Lager. Justin's got it for you in the big cam to check it out. Now, uh, Greg, you tried. You yes, did your best. I tried. You tried. I, tried. I went. I don't on, know if it was my best, but well, I tried. <laughs> you tried at least two places, and that's about as yeah. much as we ever do. And um, so. This I, I've I've seen for a couple of months, and it makes sense that you weren't able to find it because uh, the, it's it's warm out there. So they probably only keep seasonal cold time <laughs> beers, literally for like Christmas, just for people that want to feel like they're you know back at like back at home on the yeah. East Coast because everybody out there is from the East Coast. But yeah, this this beer, oh. yeah, uh, this beer is a premium dark lager, um, and everybody that you uh, went to uh, try to buy it from basically laughed at Damn. you. Said. Well, I don't know. Yeah, Is it giving me a yeah. hard time? Oh, yeah, there we, we should go. Have a we should have gotten more of these. A 12-pack? You've already sipped it? Yes. All right. So we only bought a six-pack because we didn't want to risk having uh, like a case or 12 uh, shitty, shitty beers. But let's see how shitty this beer smells, may or may not be. It smells dark. Oh, it does smell dark. Now, while we're sipping this, Greg, uh, what beer are you sipping on over on the West Coast of things? I'm drinking Florida. Mm. I mean... <laughs> Uh, nice. Hell or high watermelon. Hell or high watermelon. Ooh, now you are drinking about as far opposite of a beer that you could be drinking. Have you ever had that one before? Yes. Or was this a weird beer for you that you saw and you went, let me give it a try? I've had it only like one other time. Okay. And then we had just a bunch left over. So Hell I yeah. Figured, let's just polish these off. Polish these Oh, That's the way to go. Now I, uh, Le Beer Fine Deluxe, as it says on the top of this bottle, um, this is good. This is really this good. This is really good. Yeah. I, uh, we made fun to... of it so much when we were here. For like, like oh, weeks. weeks. Oh, look, Midnight Lager. Oh, it's going to taste like really dark We should have gotten beer. more of these. Yeah, we probably should have gotten more. I'm not going to want to go back to Ice House, but I will. I will go back to Ice House. Zach, what are you thinking on this? you think it's pretty good? I think it's good. I think I ate way too much food today. Ate, <laughs> ate too much. Oh, man, I got up. I went to the Dick's, mm -hmm. the sporting goods store. Yeah, yeah. 
I had to buy a sleeping bag. Uh-huh. Then I, w- I fucking ended up at floods. Uh-huh. Oh, nice. Yeah. Daytime Ate floods. way too much food. Oh, nice. They came here. Do you have some cheese balls or anything yeah, good like that? Yeah, I had cheese balls. Fuck yeah, and cheese balls. Oh, jeez. Did you dip your cheese balls in cheese? Do you do no, that there? Because no. Zach comes into the but cinder did, sometimes, yeah, I had orders mop sticks, and dips them. Oh, yeah. Last night, he had Cinderella. Or Cinderella. 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 <laughs> he didn't drink any Cinderella's. That is a drink we have. But he had uh, Cinder Mozzarella Sticks. That could be our mozzarella sticks names, too. Um, and he dips them into liquid cheese because uh, he, he's a health nut. But then, yeah, <laughs> I ate it floods today, and then I had a sandwich a little bit ago. I am so full. You were full? You like were an idiot. Slightly more inebriated than and you usually is, are. Uh, this is heavy. This is heavy on, yeah. a, f- on a full stomach. Yeah, it, it's it's heavier, but it's still light. It's, it's light. In the, it's heavy light in the way Guinness is, but it has more flavor than just a Guinness. Um, that okay. might be sacrilege to some people, but we're talking about American Guinness. We don't get the real shit here. Um, but that is, I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty impressed with that. So hey, if you see Midnight Lager, uh, it's probably gonna be old. This one expires in May, so you only got a couple of weeks, months left. Uh, jump on it; it's pretty fucking good. Get it while it's still cold out. Midnight. Is anybody else getting a little bit of a tingle off of it, like a spiciness, a spicy note to it? I think I'm just like uh, psychologically getting into my head, you know, uh, uh, thinking about that Dosecchi's from two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, that that shit. We we dogged on it, but yeah, it came out. It wound up being good. I'm getting kind so of like good. a little bit of a tingle in the back of my mouth from Maybe. this. I don't know. Well, we'll reflect on... I have on... a tingle in my bunghole. Oh, <laughs> from this or from the cheese? From the cheese. From the cheese. <laughs> All right. Well, while we deal with our tingling buttholes and the tingling mouths that are not related, the buttholes and mouths are not tingling for the same reason, while we are dealing with that, we're going to jump into our next segment, What's Happening? Hit it, Justin. Will you look in my ass? Oh. What's happening? Hey, hey, what's happening in the world? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Hey, what's happening? Hey, hey, what's happening in the world? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Hey, what's happening? Hey, hey, what's happening in the world? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Alrighty, and we are here to talk about what's happening in the world. First and foremost, one of the biggest news in entertainment that happened this week was the announcement and the the confirmation that after 16 years, the cast, the full original cast, the main six of the TV show Friends, are reuniting for a one-off special episode. No uh, word, really, on if it's going to be an hour-long thing. I highly doubt they're going to come back to just give us 22 minutes, but it is going to be on HBO Max. It's not going to be an NBC show, which is weird because you would think that NBC would try to retain their one of their most profitable properties. So they can't call it Friends? They have to call it, like... Chums. Yeah. But Pals. Pals. Pals, but they they, they, uh, they can't uh, dance in, in, in a uh, in a fountain, so they're they're dancing in like a, a reservoir instead, you know? It's just, a shit reservoir. They can't be in New York, so they're in Boston, and that's where they have a lot of shit reservoirs. Uh, but they're, they're bringing it back after 16 years. People have yeah. been, been craving this and like begging for this and begging for this so i want to ask all of you guys and we'll start with you greg uh are you excited were you a big friends fan growing up or what do you do you think this is just gonna be a lot of fan service and meh what's your oh it's 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 definitely fan service but 
um i saw that they're shooting it on the same lot and okay. they're trying to keep the whole <clears throat> mystique alive and which i appreciate but i'm one of those who got on like super late like, yeah i binged it all when it was on netflix okay um growing growing up i wasn't really uh all that into friends i am a fan now yeah. uh, but i well yeah I went off like... the air when you were like a sophomore in high school so or like a freshman yeah. in high school so it wasn't really a big thing for a child ages four to 14 you weren't really craving sarcasm that much yeah we were watching yeah. jackass yeah it was yeah i was i was up watching uh three south and clone high like that yes. was what i went yeah. oh, Clone high was wonderful yeah that was wonderful so not a big not a big fan so while no it I, I mean i'm a, I'm a fan yeah and i'll probably end up watching it and yeah. i'll probably end up subscribing to hbo max like yeah. everyone else for will, one but... week watch it <laughs> yeah. and then and then cancel it yeah. but you weren't a big yeah. fan growing up it wasn't something that was a part of your childhood in that way is no. there anything that uh was a part of your childhood something that you are really nostalgic for that you would appreciate some fan service in a tv show reboot something Ooh. being brought back I know uh, I talked mm -hmm. to one person the other day and they just went rocket power and I went I understand that yeah. I understand people's allure I mean, to rocket power <clears throat> oh cool yeah I mean if you wanted to do a live action rocket power sign me oh, up or just yeah. a just a or just another animated one but I yeah. mean if we're really yeah. getting into it like Saturday mornings not even a cartoon something that was around 11 o'clock Xena Warrior Princess Ooh, they, they had all kinds of shit though that was from Xena. Hercules right yeah that was a spinoff mm -hmm. and then I think there might have been a spinoff of that mm -hmm. as well that would be sweet and yeah. you know what yeah, she I doesn't look too that. bad still she could nope, she's, she stayed uh, in pretty good shape I thought she was probably like 35 when she was doing that show but she had to have been only like 20 because now she's like a like a like mid 40s like early 50s and yeah. she's still gorgeous great shape she did mm -hmm. Parks and Rec for a couple episodes as Ron Swanson's love interest and i think he winds yep. up marrying her at one point um so that's a good one i like that now justin Thank for you, you yes. um are you uh in any way intrigued do you care about the friends thing no uh, I, I don't I, I mean i've watched it but and I've you were kind of more it. in the age range that it was uh gonna hit you a little bit earlier than yeah, us yeah, yeah. i mean it went off in oh four uh i graduated high school the year before so i had gotten probably like three or four years of sure. it did you have friends that like were obsessed with it no, it was mostly like, like seinfeld seinfeld my friends okay. but uh i definitely was around people that yeah. were watching it i've seen episodes but i couldn't tell you like a continuation you know what I mean? Like, like you know enough, like they were on a break and uh, yeah. you know dumb shit like that. Like they go to a coffee shop, but yep. you couldn't sit there and reference specific events from specific episodes. No, yeah, probably not. Um, now, is there a show that you would like to see sure. brought back? That yeah, you would HBO. Love? Yeah. If HBO did it, uh huh, just go all out, but Alf. Alf, just like some oh, fucked like up an adult like Alf. Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, he wasn't a child or anything, but like a more like go with today's humor. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I don't know, he might have been a child. We don't know how species work. Yeah, Baby Yoda's 50 years old, you know? It, it could be, or I'm sorry, the, the child. Uh, the child. Uh, now, Zach, about you. You think uh, Friends, Stokes, My mom Karen? was in Friends. Yeah? When I was a kid. Yeah. Okay. So I always equated Friends with my parents' age of people. Yeah. And so to me, Friends has always been the show for my parents. Yeah. Yeah. And it was in syndication and, yeah, everywhere. So it so wasn't it until, overdone. like... I don't know, a couple of years ago when I ended up watching it on Netflix with some yeah. females, you know what I mean, girls? Uh, yep. The way I can just put on the fucking YouTube about Bigfoot and fall asleep, yeah. most girls that I know can just put on Friends and fall asleep. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's the only time I ever watched it. 
Because in my mind, it's for it was always yeah, for yeah. old people. It was always for old people and then younger women, and not you. Now, is there anything that was for you that you would like to see redone? Anything that jumps out of you, or do you like things to end when they end and don't revisit them? Yeah, you, know, you know, I really watched a lot as a kid, and they, you know, they made a movie of this, but. I could go for a grittier show for a Dark Shadows. Oh, yeah. okay. Dark yeah. Shadows was my yeah. favorite sitcom as a child. That's funny. Because I'm weird. Yeah, yeah, a little strange. Um, <laughs> that was the one they did. The Tim Burton did it, right? It was the yeah, the Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, Tim well, that was yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now I uh, didn't have cable till I was like. 16 years old or something like yeah. that so I had all of my access to, to TV was my cousins filming on VHS tapes a full day's worth of one channel and then yeah. sending it to us so we had like a lot of Nickelodeon we didn't really get anything NBC um, so we never saw friends and actually Josh Bodwell's younger sister Jess was a good friend of mine and she kind of introduced me to it and I really liked it right away. And then it was kind of the same thing. I didn't watch it. It was always on. Right. I kind of equated it to Seinfeld in that same way that Zach, you're like, that's for an older person. My dad liked Seinfeld. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm never going to watch that. Yeah, um, yeah Seinfeld then, is also not funny. Yeah. See, I, I've <laughs> gotten big, to like the big that thing more. With Seinfeld, I love that. I love it's just it. not funny. It's a show about it's nothing. So it's bad. hilarious. Yeah. I've grown <laughs> to <laughs> like Seinfeld um, more, but that's more because of my love for Larry David and understanding like, his style of humor. True. Um, I'm also then, on the bandwagon that that show's not funny. Either. You don't like Curb Your Enthusiasm? No. Oh. It's does, it does absolutely nothing for It does no, nothing for you. I, I do enjoy it. Um, I would say, though, for me, the show that I would like to bring back, and, and it's only had one season, I would like to see them come back and do 20-something years later Freaks and Geeks. Give us all of them that now. That would be in cool. The, it would be well, in the early 2000s. That's she? the whole yeah. thing is that nobody wants to work with Linda Cardellini anymore. Uh, so that's Linda, the big holdoff. Yeah, she was the basis for forgetting Sarah Marshall. He wrote, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Jason yeah, Siegel yeah, wrote that yeah, about yeah, them yeah, breaking yeah, up. Yeah, I Except he was nice and made her have, uh, A, made, made her Kristen Bell and made Kristen Bell uh, a star of like a really good dramatic TV show when in reality they broke up and she was the star uh, she was playing Velma in Scooby Doo and that was like her big break oh so, I would have banged her in that though she, she's gorgeous <laughs> I saw that her movie, gorgeousness. weirdly enough uh-huh, on a date Scooby Doo movie Scooby no on a, on a driving a driving movie what were you watching man Scooby Doo <laughs> they got Scoofy Poo on driving movies <laughs> Scrubby Poo on the driving it was a Porno on uh-huh. a fifty foot wide screen. Yeah, yeah. It was just one dude in his backyard in Zach. It was the only people there watching it. Just chilling. Just we hanging out. A homemade movie. It was like Beacon Beacon Ramon. Yeah, yeah. It was its own it was its yeah. own version of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. um, Kyle, you don't think Freaks and Geeks is, is too good to be left untouched though? It is. But it is. I feel like it's just some a one off movie. Judd yeah. like, I'd rather see it as a one off episode movie. Give us oh, it 22 up, years Kyle later. Re-catch up, uh, catch up on everybody. Hey, joining us in the chat, Kyle Kramer. We also got Keith in there as well. Hey, Keith. Um, but yeah, we. Uh, I, I think it is perfect. It shouldn't have been canceled. And then when it got canceled, the way the story ends is wonderful. Um, mm. But I would love to see, especially since everybody in that, uh, in that show is a very established person still in, in Hollywood. Like literally even Martin Starr, the, the, literally the two other geeks are the least established in the main idea of the world but what's his name that played uh, Weir writes like he wrote Game Night like he is a huge writer now he was the kid in uh, Waiting and that was like one of the last things you saw him really on screen besides I think Bones he was on 
And then right. he is like a huge Hollywood writer. I think he wrote one of the Spider-Man <clears throat> movies as well. Yeah, like, I think he did Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming. Okay. Yeah, he's fucking like, they're, they're all still <laughs> in it. And it would literally be just getting Linda Cardellini to play ball and getting everybody else to be okay. And hopefully 20 years later, you can just kind of suck it up, you know? Just suck it Looney up a little bit. Looney Linda better suck it up. Yeah, Looney Linda. All right, now the other thing that uh, was happening in the world that I thought was uh, worthy of note um, and a lot of people are talking about it, and, and it's funny because it's about hockey. Not many people talk about hockey that often. This weekend on Saturday, during a match between the uh, Carolina uh, Hurricane and the Toronto Maple Leaves, there was a premiere of a player. He was the backup emergency goalie, and, and the way it works in the NHL, everybody has two goalies that they travel with, mm -hmm. and at home and in cities away, they always have a backup emergency person that's there usually either as a job you know uh, outside of doing that and this guy is the zamboni driver right. for the toronto maple leaves and he's also uh one of the guys that's on the maintenance crew just overall and he got called in he gave up two goals but then he blocked eight shots to win the game six to three and he's a guy that played hockey had a but liver transplant Carolina. Yeah, for Carolina, for the team that he does not support, yeah. which is even more power to him. Like, you beat your own team. And apparently it was a big struggle with, like, a lot of support was given to him, but a lot of people, like, even his girlfriend tweeted out just kind of like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> oh, shit, like, how do I handle this? Um, so my question to you guys, like, looking at this gentleman who was 43 years old and got to do his dream of playing in the NHL, that got cut short because of sickness when he was younger. He had a kidney transplant. He got to do it, and now he's getting a lot of publicity. And it's not like he's going to be able to be, you know, Dennis Quaid and the fucking rookie and all of a sudden have a career out of it. But he got to do it one time. Yeah. So I want to know, is there anything that uh, you would love to be able to do, like a career, like a dream job, that you would take a menial job just with the slight chance, the one in a thousand yeah. chance that you get to, you know, lace up or do whatever it is. And to start it off, just to, to let you guys have a minute to think, for me, I think I would be um, not even a page. I would be like a custodian at Saturday Night Live at NBC to get on any of those shows just like right. one time because I would just be living with the delusion because at least in comedy, I could impress you one time, even at the age of 60, and then have a career for the rest of my life. I might not be able to do anything up until then and not have any shots. And then all of a sudden, you know what? Custodian job at 30 Rockefeller. I'll take it. And I'll sit there and I'll just work that job for years with the slight yeah. possibility that somebody either hears my jokes or thinks I look enough like a person to play a character on SNL or for Jimmy Fallon or one of those shows. So, Justin, do you have any show like there, any job, not a show, any job like that that you would love to be able to do that you would take a menial job that doesn't pay that great for the slight possibility to step into your dream role for one day. Uh, yeah, race Le Mans. Yeah? Like, that would be a fucking wild thing. Like, All right, what would be the lowest job you would take in order to wait on the sidelines know, to do that? Clean the track, I don't know. Like, clean the track? Track, track work. Picking up trash from the stands whatever, and shit like that? Yeah. Yeah. The upkeep is shit, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I don't really know what it, what you would delve into. I think it would be the worst thing you would be yeah. doing is like you're the guy who has to scrub the like the rubber marks off the road so it looks all yeah. fresh and clean for the next race. It's a real menial bullshit job. Yeah. Greg, anything for you? Any job that you would love to have that you would take <clears throat> in a shitty position and wait on? I mean, uh, 10 years ago, I would have said like something that had to do with soccer, but yeah. Uh, 
I gotta, I have to go with uh, just if I could get a moment in the ring wrestling WWE. Oh, um, I would take fuck like yeah. any any job. I mean, even if that meant mopping up oiling, all the beer and mopping shit. up all the yeah, or oiling, oiling people. Like oiling people. Yeah, I if it gave me that that one shot at WrestleMania to have my moment, like I would totally be. There. Do you have a name picked out? Do you have a character name that you had maybe when you were a kid that you came up with? Yes, I do. You do? Oh, God. The Professional. The Professional? Oh, yes. I got a song from my old band, Poor Ghost, that you can use as your intro. It's even professionals That's crack awesome. with pressure. It wouldn't mean good things for you, but it'd uh, be funny for everybody else. Or maybe it means you're going to, you're the professional, you're going to make them crack, brother. You know, you can really go at it. <laughs> That'd be fucking sweet. You'd be you'd be in the lightweight division though. Oh, the w. for sure. You'd be yeah. the the women would be throwing you around willy nilly. <laughs> and that's it. That's not a bad. Oh, thing you either. get those two twins that are I think both pregnant now, but they still beat the shit out of you. Yeah. Zach, yep. anything for you that you would wait in the wings on work on? I mean, probably like being a janitor at like the Garden Ooh. or the Opry or like one of those yeah. big music places Hell where. Yeah. Some famous band's bass player just gets oh, sick. No. And like, like ooh, yeah. Billy Strings needs an upright oh, bassist yeah. today. You know? And you can jump right in. That'd or be fucking Or phenomenal. something a little easier. Like, okay. the dead are playing, and they're like, yeah, our maraca player didn't show up. <laughs> and they're like, I can play the maracas all night. This. Yeah, just playing random shit in the background. I, I'll figure it out. We'll be good. N nobody in the audience is going to know that I did anything wrong. Yeah. It's a 25-minute dead song with constant maracas. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump uh, now right into our uh, first uh, music break of the evening. Now, what we uh, have here is a song from The Strangers. They are an L.A.-based band. Uh, this is their newest single, Eastern Misery. Uh, we're actually going to be showing you the, mis uh, the music video for it. The video was shot on VHS and directed by a guy named Sylvester Strange. It's self-described. The band is self-described as indie, psychedelic, lucid dream, pop, rock, and roll. So that's how they like to... Pop, rocks, and roll. Pop, rocks, and roll. I like to fill my pants full of pop rocks. Oh, yeah. That'd be good for <laughs> you. Now, you can find them on Instagram at The Strangers. They spell it S-T-R-A-Y-N-G-E-R-S or The Strangers channel on YouTube. Again, uh, the whole thing is uh, recorded on VHS, and they are pretty weird psychedelic lucid dream pop, in my opinion. This is the second time we've had them on, so welcome back to The Strangers. We will see you guys in a couple minutes after this sweet new tune and video. Enjoy.
Alrighty, guys, there you have it once again. That is Eastern Misery from The Strangers. Again, you can check them out at The Strangers on Instagram or The Strangers channel on YouTube if you'd like to watch the video. And again, that's Strangers, S-T-R-A-Y-N-G-E-R-S. Speaking of strange, um, we are at the end of a journey right now. We are six uh, episodes into the season, which means we are wrapping up our first uh, album, EP, whatever you want to call it, of the uh, of, of season four. The first thing that we uh, decided to do for this season was math rock. Uh, Zach had a bunch of ideas. Um, and I'll just go out on a limb and say that Zach is very happy that this was the last math rock song that we have to do. Yeah, I've had enough. I'm done with it. He's That's it. He's had enough. <laughs> Turn that fucking radio off. Um, that's actually where we're going to be going to after this. We're going to be going to pop punk next because it's easier. It's mm -hmm. relaxing. But it's still going to be us. It's still going to be weird. It's still going to be our version of pop punk. But before uh, we get into that, you know, three weeks from now, we have one final math rock song. Uh, as we've been doing, Zach is picking a word. We are writing the, the entire song based on that word, both musically and lyrically. And for those of you that do not know, uh, our songs are all written, recorded, mixed, and mastered uh, in about four hours. Yep. We started a little earlier today, and we finished much quicker than we thought. And we, again, had about two hours to get more intoxicated uh, than we should have uh, leading up to this episode. Uh, but that doesn't mean we're not having fun. It actually means we're having probably more fun. Now, Zach, I know you're full of food and you're very sleepy. Uh. Do you uh, can you tell the people what went into the thought process behind this week's song, which is called "Continuous"? Well, "Continuous" is a funnily spelled word. Yes, this was the first word that I wanted to do. Okay. Oh, okay. Like this was the I saw the word written on the oven actually, and um, that's when I knew I had we were going to do the epitome of definition. All right, right? which is the name of our album, yes, mm -hmm. sir. Um, and then this song just it loops back on itself. You could just start. Yeah, it there's sort of a challenge to you guys to listen to this. On yeah, loop. yeah. Now, uh, yeah. So basically, continuous. We wrote the song to be theoretically continuous. That if you just had it on loop, it is the song that never ends if you don't ever turn it off. Yes. And it worked out really well. Now, for the actual writing of it, um, we went with a shorter song because, again, it is as long as we want it to be. Mm -hmm. uh, finished right around like the three and a half minute mark, somewhere yeah. in that ballpark. Um, now, this is the first time that we've all actually heard the song in its entirety before we've gone True. live because, again, we had a lot of time uh, to kill. Um, what was the style influenced for this song, uh, Zach? What was the the what were you pulling from? I know we had our uh, required listening uh, for uh, the, the math rock segment. Was there any of those bands he pulled, or did you step outside of that? Well, the, I don't know the verses. I just wanted it to, to be completely different. Yeah, because yeah. it's the last song, and the other five songs in the album all go together. Mm -hmm. And I was sick of writing like this. Okay. So I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even think I was going to do the whole middle section, the crazy part. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, we threw it in at the end. Yeah. Now, what I do like about it, so basically uh, there there is the, the crazy middle section and then there is the kind of the beginning and the end are the same thing. Mm -hmm. and that's where they loop into each other. Um, what, I, what I really like about it is if you are going to listen to it on a loop, at some point the crazy part's going to sound like the start of the song. Yes. 
it's going to sound like after 10 listens, yes. it's such a drastic change that it will sound like that's the where the song is beginning. Uh, Justin, as far as drums, what was the challenging uh, part here, if there was any, or was it kind of I think of just the drums were pretty smooth right in. in this one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. again, only you're only drumming in the crazy parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no drums during the, the oh, verses in the hook. Oh, just kick drum. Um, oh, there's yeah, kick drum. Yeah, I did kick okay, drum. You did kick drum, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Nothing too crazy for you there. Um, lyrically, um, and we all did vocals on this one. Uh, lyrically, uh, I decided since the song is continuous, I was going to write about a, a moment in time uh, that you might feel like you are stuck in a loop. So this is uh, an acid rock song in that way. It's an acid right. math rock song. Okay. It's the idea of uh, being on on a on a medically induced journey through your brain right. where you uh, can't get out of the same moment and you feel like you were reliving that same moment over and over and over mm -hmm. and over and over again. What if I never stop saying and over there? Over and over and over and over and over and over in Dover. Bend, bend over, bend over, send bend over over. Rover, Red Grover. All right. <laughs> Grover. Grover Cleveland. Oh, right. So uh yeah, so the song is all about that. It's, and then and then the, the hectic part is the bad part of the trip. It is the right. part where you're with a couple of friends and you're all in the same wavelength and all of a sudden you both you all just kinda of go mentally in separate directions and you're just kind of like at odds with each but other. But then come back to. But then come back to yeah. and then the idea that when you're in that bad loop it just won't stop. So you're going to hear the song from start to finish, the three and a half minutes of it, um, and then we are going to be uploading a, a version of this that is going to have at least a half hour to an hour. We might. We yeah. were talking about doing a ten-hour video. I don't know if it's going to be ten. I don't it know. It might if it's be like be a two-hour video. Or we're something getting like thumbs that. up from Greg. I think he thinks Go, it's a yeah, good idea. Please. Oh yeah, Go ten up, hours. Because yeah, yeah. um, yeah. my thought was then anybody that is doing any uh, self-induced journeys yeah. through their mind could just listen to this through the entire experience. And that probably wouldn't be good for anybody. I don't think yeah. I'd last be like- good for us. I don't think I'd last a half an hour, um, but I say that about a lot of things in life. I definitely wouldn't last a half an hour. All right, so this song is called Continuous. It is off of our, it's the final song off of the Epitome of Definition, yeah. our math rock album. Again, it's about three and a half minutes long. Enjoy. We will see you guys and speak to you guys shortly. Here is Continuous. There's no luck getting out. Spun and spinning, spinning around. Just walked out to come in and say the same damn thing, the same damn way. Keep on losing myself in the flames. Tell the same old story, the same old way. We catch eyes, our minds align. We know we've been here a thousand times. Laughs turn painful, there's no surprise. 
Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next guest on Kyle Mocha Won't Shut Up. Alrighty, everybody, we are back again. That was Continuous, the final song off of the six-part album, The Epitome of Definition. And now joining us on the main camera is Mr. Gregory Lastra. A round oh, of yeah. applause, round of applause, round of applause. Hey, hey, brother. Hey, what's oh, going on? Nah, oh, you know, not too much. We're just hanging out, you know, just yeah. chilling. Yeah, yeah just we're chilling. just talking. Yeah, just, just chatting. Just, just chit-chat, chalking. Chalking, as I like to say. <sighs> I'm touching my wiener. He's touching his wiener, and I'm not yet. Touching it's really my wiener. Over there, yeah. or, or his wiener. <clears throat> we'll see how the, the interview goes. Uh, now, Greg, you are our, our special guest this evening, and, and thanks Thank for you. letting us experiment with having a, a, a webcam-based guest uh, yeah, be yeah. you for the first one. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, uh, that, my pleasure. Very happy to uh, hang out with you guys. Fuck yeah, brother. Now, Greg and I go way back. You are literally one of the oldest friends uh, I have in the world. We've known each other since before I can remember not knowing you, so at least like yeah. five, six, seven. Uh, you, yeah. were, uh, you and uh, my brother Craig were like, best friends all through school and everything you had a brother chris you guys would both come over uh you guys would always get hurt whenever you came over to my house <laughs> we would always be yeah, playing that was, like yeah. hockey on the screen and porch that was literally about the size of this room maybe a little bit bigger <laughs> and we would just be full wailing like street hockey balls at each other and yep. every time your dad came to pick or your mom came to pick one of you up, you left with something bleeding, maybe possibly broken. A lot of times it was your nose. I feel like just got the brunt of it, <laughs> like it got hit with something. And, yeah, this uh, hey, we built that yeah. schnoz. It's yeah. earned its it's earned its <laughs> position. Um, but uh, yeah, we we grew up together. We uh, played soccer together. We yep. uh, were in a band together uh, called yep. Hot for Sam. And then, yeah, it was a good one. <laughs> it was yeah. a really good band. We had, I think, 
practice. Maybe we had like three originals we were practicing, but we we only really ever played out covers. We were covers. basically <laughs> Take It Back Sunday, brand new, uh, and then not even Offline Trio. I think we did AFI. We did Morning Star from AFI, Morning Star, and you can't forget Outcast. Oh right, we did do Heya. Oh, we did do a uh, in the day, like right when it came out, we were like, yeah, we're going to be on top of this. Uh, We uh, did not win any battle of the bands that we were a part of, even though I was hosting it. And I thought we should be able to, (laughs) you know, steal it while I was hosting the battle of the bands. Um, But so we we go way back. And then after high school and after music kind of wrapped up and we weren't really playing music together anymore, we uh, had a, a short period of time where you... Uh, myself, our friends Wayne and Jordan, uh, were working on ideas for sketch comedy, and we, I think it, it was going to be called uh, Short, Tall, Fat, and Wayne, I think was the name, or like <laughs> yeah, or regular, Tall, Fat, Skinny, and Wayne. Tall, or... Fat, Skinny, and Wayne. That's what it was going to be. Tall, yeah. Fat, Skinny, and Wayne. Because uh, you're skinny, I'm fat. Jordan's tall, and, and Wayne is... It, He's Wayne, you know. It's Wayne. Uh, yeah. he, that's all. That's that's what he is. Uh, Wayne. And we had uh, we had a cool adventure that I didn't get to see all the way to uh, to the finish, uh, but we did the technically the test pilot episode of MTV's Silent Library. We were. Yes, we uh, did. It, it was uh, four of us, and then uh, we went we went to MTV. We filmed in this small little conference room, and it was us, and then four dudes from like Brooklyn, I believe. And yep. you, you, I just remember you were asked to write down things you would not eat because you were allergic to them or things that you hated. And you definitely wrote down, like, I don't like condiments. And then they made <laughs> me make you a condiment sandwich where yep. I took a piece yep. of white bread and just filled it. And if you don't know Silent Library, you have to do tasks while not making yeah. any noise. And there's a noise meter and all of that. So I'm sitting there making like a mayo, ketchup, mustard, relish, chopped onion, salt, pepper, sandwich on white bread, sardines. And then that our buddy Jordan had to eat a sardine, but he didn't know how sardines worked at the time. So he opened the can, cut it in half, and just ate half the can of sardines. And while he was like, it's not really that bad. We're all like, hey, man, we're not supposed to be lying right now, so whatever. Whatever. (laughs) So uh, we did a a good job. They liked us. They brought us back to do... background shit on uh, another show called what what you're watching with alexa chung we were the entertainment alexa chung, yeah. yeah alexa chung it was like what? basically a friend set up like a uh house like it was her like condo it was her living room it was her new york right. you know, penthouse or whatever and whenever they were on break they would just put the four of us like up in front of everybody and we would just be idiots on the side and they would get footage of the people laughing at them and then edit them laughing at right. or laughing at us and edit it to make it look like they were laughing at Alexa Chung saying something yep. funny. Right. Um, yep. And we were all mic'd, and we were saying terrible, terrible things into the microphones. And then we found out one girl that we were talking about, we just kept calling this hot banana, uh, and this girl in this yellow dress, and, and all the crew's laughing because they can hear us. And we find out it's like the producer's daughter. We're just like, ah. And I, we were never asked back to do anything. But you guys did get to do the official full-blown pilot that was actually aired on MTV for Silent Library. And yep. our uh, former <laughs> guest of the show, Joe Feldman, actually replaced me. And he took my, my role, and he went on and, and, and took it, uh, took that on because I had to work managing a stupid fucking restaurant, and I wasn't able to get off for that. But, uh, yeah, so we go way back. We got a lot of history. Yeah, super way back. Um, but the reason that you are on today, not just because you're my buddy, not just because you're my brother, and not just because... 
I kind of love you. Um, I love you too. It's because you have recently become a, a published author. You are. You In are. A way, yes. Fuck In a you. Way, yes. You yes. are. Now, uh, fuck you, you author. You author. <laughs> oh my god. Actually, he'd, nerd. He'd, he'd make a good Arthur for uh, Capitalon. Yeah. Oh, we we wrote a, a fantasy epic last year, and you would make a good uh, Arthur garbage man Yo, turned hero. Yeah, it'd be a good one. Um, now, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the process of? Uh, I mean, the you, you wrote a short script. Is it uh, up front? Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a short script. Uh, it's called The Hunt. It's been through countless drafts, um, and this is one that I, I finally settled on. And uh, it's recently been winning me some screenplay competitions just for horror comedy. Hell yeah! Uh, and uh, really, oh, I have one right here actually. I gotta gotta do it. Damn! Got there right you here. go. Yeah, Look at that. Um, it's got your name on it, bro. It's got my name on it. Yeah, That's it's pretty amazing. cool. So. Um, yeah, uh, I there's back there too. That's the uh, so the initial screenplay competition that I won was called Boobs and Blood International Film Festival. Very nice. And at, it was totally out of my like range. Like I'm like there was I mean there was boobs are in my range, but this yes. this this genre of yeah. exploitative horror is just completely out of my range. And I ended up winning best horror comedy there, short script. And then I had another one on 13horror.com that was just selected as a winner. I didn't necessarily place, but they selected me as a winner. And they have a partner with Dizzy Emu uh, Publishing. Oh, very And cool. they decided to set up like an Amazon Publishers account and publish the, uh, the screenplay for me. Now, how does the Amazon Publishers account work? Is it uh, they, when they order, it gets pressed for the person individually? Or do they print up like 100 back stock? And then when they get through that, they print more? So it gets pressed like as the orders come in. That's awesome. That's yeah. that's yeah. actually really cool. Do they so, number them by any chance? Do you know? Are you getting, no, like, no, ones? they they don't number it. And honestly, it's been kind of a headache just making sure everything is is right. There is yeah. I I can honestly say there is one special edition book that has the wrong synopsis and oh. uh, wrong like formatting on the back, which is kind of right. cool. So yeah. I'm like, oh, there is yeah, one out there that is a that'll be edition. something that's worth a lot of money one day. Hopefully, oh yeah, People are so just much money. Back, hey, hey, <laughs> you never know. If there was like a misprint version of like fucking Third Encounters, you know, or Close Encounters of the Third Kind, or Third Encounters third of the Close Kind, Clown Clowners, counting thirty clown cars full of midgets. Yeah, that's the that's exactly the movie I was talking about. Um, so uh, what was the first competition you? Uh, you entered it into did you did you place or win on the first one was that the boobs one yeah that was the yeah boobs yeah one. yeah and, the boobs one i won yeah and then after that uh you won the, the one with the you said it was 13 yep 13 horror 13 and, horror and, yeah, and then they through that got you published now uh yeah. do, are you able to look at numbers at all do you get like updates on on how it's doing or, or anything so at for new releases i actually hit number one at one point for screenplays Ooh, over the cool. past like couple weeks and then uh which i thought was really cool and it's just i know it's a lot of my friends just supporting me and i really appreciate it and it's super cool and i'm glad i i used to keep a lot of my own work to myself yeah and i'd be like okay you'll see it when i shoot it like yes. that kind of thing and now like everyone's just getting a chance to read my stuff and like oh yeah this is pretty funny and I'm like oh thanks like I worked really hard on it so yeah. it's 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 nice uh it's nice seeing that like come to light and just like being able to share my stuff uh one thing I did notice though in the screenplay category two weeks ago and I have to say this just because I thought it was really cool 
it was listed at number 22 or 23 right behind get out fuck oh, yeah and i was that's like oh that's sweet. so awesome yeah that's good company to be in that's yeah. great company to be in now uh let's talk about the actual process of uh writing it um what brought you to the idea of doing a horror comedy genre uh oh man yeah uh, keep going keep going no keep no, going. no no basically it's, it's that and then what got you to the idea that you finally uh that, that you were finally ready to run with so i mean like i there's a lot of when you read it you'll see that it's influenced by a lot of different uh films that i've seen over the years and it's funny because it's I've noticed that there's a lot of 1980s movies that I'm a big fan of. Hell yeah. Uh, so, like, The Last American Virgin, uh, 1982, <laughs> uh, Fright Night, 1985. Nice. Like that, and Fright Night is, like, one of my all-time favorite movies. And oh, it's yeah. just, like, The Kid Next Door, Vampire. And this kind of plays on those same things. And this is, a, like I said before, this is something that went through a lot of drafts. Um, and through just uh, teaching myself what people want to read and how to like, it's one thing to have a screenplay that uh, you can shoot and make into a movie, but it's another, another way to write a screenplay that people actually enjoy reading. Yeah. And uh, you just got to keep it lean and mean. And that's something that I did. And this was originally like 30 to 40 pages. And I cut it down to like 20 pages and got right into the action and, and, and went there. And for the people who don't know, it's basically, about uh, two friends, well, not friends, an unlikely duo that goes out after matching with someone on a uh, dating app. Okay. And they go to her house, and it turns out they're lured into a coven of witches. Ooh. Okay. Oh, I like that. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people are doing, like, uh, movies right now that are based on uh, technology and Stuber that, uh, yeah, yeah. that came out that was an Uber-based <laughs> movie. Um, it is only a matter of time that you get like a grinder horror movie or you get like a Tinder <laughs> horror movie. Um, so, yeah. so what uh, did the idea come to you uh, through like a conversation or just kind of something that just popped up randomly into your brain? So uh, the original one was just them meeting. It was originally called Taco Tuesday. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it was about, about the diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of Mexican food and diarrhea. And I yeah. actually I wrote it. Yes. <laughs> on the wall of your bathroom upstairs. <laughs> it's wall. not available on Amazon. <laughs> um so uh, the original one like had this whole setup where they they meet this amazing gorgeous woman and she lures them into her coven and she devours their youth and, and so on. Uh and I, ha I like I said, I had to make it lean and mean. And I was thinking, I was like, what's a way that people like, okay, you meet someone at a bar. That's the old way of doing it. Like yeah. how, how can I speed this thing up? And I was like, oh my God, like it's sitting right in front of me. There's a phone here. I could make a profile right now if I wanted to yeah. and, and match with somebody. And then that would be it. And then I, thinking, I was like, okay, well, what if, what if a witch uses this to hunt young men? Yeah. Like totally plausible. Like it could, I'm, yeah, it could totally happen, guys. It could totally happen. I'm uh, just saying, Hansel totally and Gretel happen. followed fucking, you know, they're, they're fire. they left breadcrumb trails, and they went and they found a fucking house in the woods, and that's how that lady got to eat. Like, that's ridiculous. They need to speed yeah. this shit up. They can't just be doing that. <laughs> we got a kitty cat destroying a newspaper right now in the background. It's yeah. pretty great. This is what happens when our guest isn't sitting in the chair. Now she has full range over that chair to just eat fucking paper or whatever she's doing. Oh, and now she found a plastic bag, so this is just more for the ASMR people in here. Um, so, um, uh, how long since uh, you first kind of came up with the original idea to the time that you decided to enter it into competition? How 
you said a lot of drafts how long of a, yeah, of a process I'd, I'd say it's been about like two to three years mm-hmm. right. uh and yeah it's been i mean i hate bringing this up i, I got laid off in august and it kind of just uh lit a fire under my ass to yeah. be like hey like let's 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 get one of these things going and uh it's it's really been uh working out thus far like we're I kind of elevator pitched somebody that I was working on a movie with and she's super on board with it. And we're, we're literally in the middle of casting this right now. Fuck yeah, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. You got any roles yeah. for uh, three fat assholes <laughs> and the budget to fly them out there. Do you got all that? We don't, we don't got Not that. Yet. This will Damn all it. be, all right. this what will if all three be fat assholes just show up on set? You got room for that? Of course. All right, have cool. Room. We can be hot witches in the background. <laughs> They're bearded witches. We're weird bitches with bearded witches, you know? It would work. Um, so you're in the process of casting it, and um, yeah. are you looking to take any uh, role further into this, or are you just happy to kind of let it get made and go, here's my story, and give it into the creative hands of somebody that has, you know, a little bit more experience on the directing and and all of that, or are you trying to stay as influential on the project as you possibly can? It's not a, a matter of saying like I've over the years I've been able to disconnect myself from a lot of the stuff that I write. Yeah. Um. This personally though, I want to direct it. Hell yeah! And Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, I I worked as a as a first AD recently on a horror film. And it was a lot of work. And in that work, I realized I was like, I could totally fucking do this. I Fuck was like, yeah. this is like, I, I was born to do this. And so we're going to make it happen. That's awesome. That's fucking phenomenal, yeah. man. Um, now, uh, for you personally, I mean, you've already listed a couple of movies that, that influenced you. And, and on this specifically, do you see yourself staying in the horror comedy realm? Or do you see this as a good launching point? And do you have any other projects kind of in the back of your mind or maybe things about, um, uh, you know, bad luck or anything like that that you might be wanting uh, to, to bring, bring back into the to the fold if, if you get a chance? Yeah, that one, uh, that's funny you mentioned that. Kyle Kyle knows uh, a pitch that I, I gave him, and he actually helped me uh, develop a long time ago called Bad Luck, Inc. And it's uh, that one is something I'm more emotionally attached to. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's something that... Uh, I'd be willing to let go, but yeah, this I want. Uh, I really would like this to be somewhat of a calling card. I love horror. Yeah, I love horror comedy. Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil is one of my. Oh, that's such a great I, movie. Feast is yeah. another great horror comedy. Oh Evil Dead's God. a classic. I'm you know, so glad you brought that up. Don't I love we, Feast. Oh I think God. it's one we of. We all know I'm not bringing up the horror shit. It's, it's such a good, good movie. The Gate yep. was another one. You know, there's plenty yep. of good fucking horror comedies out there. Hell yep. yeah. Yeah, but and, oh my god, Feast and Project Greenlight. Like, I wish something like that. If they were going to reboot yeah. something on HBO, Project Greenlight, please. Like, yeah. Let's get that going yeah. again. God. Now, for um, this, you said the script uh, wound up being around like 20 so pages um, mm-hmm. for, for this. Are you sticking to the minute per page rule that they generally kind of give? Is it looking at going to be like a 20 minute or so uh, short, yeah, feed, I, short film? Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be in the range. I don't think it'd be any longer than 25 minutes. I want okay. to try to keep it as close to 20 minutes as possible. Uh, the the ultimate goal, obviously, is is to get the right person to watch it and to them be like, hey, this this has feature potential. Yeah, and, which it, it totally does. Uh, honestly, this this short here that I have could be the opening of a movie. Yeah, sure. Uh, the first act, it 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 definitely leaves a lot open uh, for my characters to to go on and, and explore and explore that world. Definitely. Very um, cool. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a big indie 
indie guy. Um, Blue Ruin is another one of my favorites uh, that's out there, and uh, indie drama. Like, I definitely want to go down that route. I'm I'm not trying to just pigeonhole myself uh, to just horror comedies, but it is something of a guilty pleasure of mine that I would probably. Oh, yeah. Uh, want to keep doing like even if you stepped away from it 10 years later people would be like yo when the fuck is he gonna go back and do another one of those things they want you to yeah. sam raimi a couple of years later you know, oh, they want sam, you to bring sam it back. raimi geez. yeah yeah dude great. um very yeah cool. make a spider-man movie. yeah you're gonna step out of your comfort zone <laughs> it's nickel yeah and, and do a dr strange film or something you know can't yeah. wait for that that him doing dr strange is gonna be fucking ridiculous yeah and then hopefully multiverse included in there we get a toby mcguire appearance and we get to step into that. Oh, come uh, on. It'd be so chills. cool. Oh, it'd be great. Just all of them. Just yeah. all of them. Let, it, let Raimi come me. back into the fold of things and then do the live-action Spider-Verse movie that everybody wants to see and bring Toby, bring Andrew Garfield back, and then you just start throwing random people. Like, make John Mulaney do mocap as an actual pig. That would be fucking yeah. amazing. And he'd, he'd probably do it. He's, sure he's he a whore for attention. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what else is he having a schedule? Right ah, now, he's right? hosting SNL this week. After yeah. that, who the fuck knows? Yeah. Talking into a microphone, thinking he's funny? What kind of an fucking asshole guy, is that? What kind of assholes guy. do that I type hate of comedians. shit? They're the worst type of peoples. <laughs> we don't deserve breath. That's how bad we are. Especially yeah. us that aren't real comedians that say we are. Yeah. Amateur comedians. <laughs> We're really awesome. Um, sweet. So uh, do you have anything... Uh, that you're looking at, like I was saying, after this that you would uh, think of doing, or are you just kind of all focused on this project right now, get this done, and then worry about down the road, down the road? Yeah, I think I took about six hours off. I think, so my, my first AD on, on the project now, she's like, you need to take a break. And I just haven't taken a break yet. I'm I'm, I'm at that point where I'm ready to go. I, I took six hours off and we're working <laughs> on this. Uh, we're shooting at the end of April, hopefully. And that's yes. if the, the crowdfunding camp, we should be getting the crowdfunding campaign up and running later this week or next week uh yeah we have a a cool we've casted two of the roles already and uh we're just waiting on that that third role of jason who's like a a giant asshole uh tool punk i like to uh, appeal a beard (laughs) it doesn't matter it doesn't matter i'm really not uh yeah when i wrote these guys it's really not about looks Uh, you can kind of look whatever way you want to look the right person that's going to bring the character to life yeah, yeah, it's whoever can who who can say these lines or improv these lines the best and just get that general personality across the way I want it to get across. Uh, so yeah, I'm working on this now. Uh, probably, it, it's probably going to end up working through the summer with post. But uh, after that, you know, I, I I I two other projects that are very near and dear to me, uh, and the one being Bad Luck Inc. And it is what is and it originally was a. Uh, a uh, college essay I wrote uh, and I was like down on my luck at 18 and I kind of felt like bad luck was literally following me around Mm -hmm. and it turned into a oh what if bad luck was a type of adjustment bureau type deal that assigned someone to you and uh, yeah, that is one that I'm definitely looking into uh, working on next. Now are you interested because I know when we had first uh uh, sat down and you brought me that story, which is literally like 15 years ago. You sat down and gave yeah. me this story, and you were just like, "Yo, like yo, like we both had again similar interest, and 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 uh, <clears throat> I've always been into writing. You've always been into writing movies, everything like that." And we uh, sat down and we, we were talking about doing this. At that point, I felt like 
you were going to play the main character. If we were going to film it ourselves, which is what the <laughs> idea at that point, was that you were going to play the main character. And then we did have a friend that you were looking at at either, I think, what was it? Uh, I can't remember his name, but uh, Kyla's husband is literally the only oh, James. Way. Yeah, James. James, yeah. Um, who was a, a friend uh, that actually, Justin, you probably went to school. With him. What was his last name? Uh, Tish. Like, yeah, I don't know. Tish? But he was, he was an what actor. Was Tish. He goes by Tish. Titus now. Titus. Uh, but he, uh, I don't know if you remember. Uh, well, I don't want to say yeah. a bunch of other people's yeah. names. Um, but uh, he went to East Stroudsburg South, and then he wound up being in the movie like Finding Forrester with Sean Connery mm-hmm. playing like an inner city kid, and he's played a cop on a bunch of different things. Like he's he's had like a pretty yeah. decent uh, at this point when we were working on it had a, a decent career going, and so we had thrown him in there, and then me because I'm me just secretly was like, yeah, when we film this, I'm playing bad luck. Like obviously I'm gonna be bad <laughs> luck. Um, I'm not gonna hold you to my hopes and dreams, but uh, I'll play I'll play like a background schleppy bad luck character for sure. Um, and the funny thing was, we worked on this idea, and then about like four years later, we got approached. Uh, actually, less than that, we got approached by a, a local writer and and director that was trying to make a movie that was um, very similar. It wasn't bad luck, but it was imaginary friends. It was a bureau of imaginary friends. And this guy was like blowing smoke up our ass like crazy saying, oh, I've got a guy who like wrote for Seinfeld that like wrote the one draft of the script. We've got, you know, like a real crew. Like we're gonna do all this stuff. HBO has slight interest in it. Like we had this whole thing. Like we legitimately had so much smoke blown up our ass on this that we were like, Oh, let's have like a fucking like let's go out and get drinks and be like, yeah, fuck yeah, we get we're doing something with HBO. Um, to the point where I got reminded on Facebook about a picture that somebody posted that says, Congratulations, boys. And I'm like, Yeah, that was one night where we were really stoked on ourselves. Um, <laughs> but that was going to be a guy, uh, and I rewrote the script for that one, uh, where it was just a guy who was assigned an imaginary friend and we're working on it, and I remember rewriting the script and going oh, I don't want to give any of the good ideas that would be things that, like, you came up with or things that, like, uh, you and I, when we were, like, trying to stretch out your story, uh, threw in there. So I just kind of, like, gave them a shittier version of that story, (laughs) and then nothing ever happened of it. Uh, Yeah, that thing kind of died quick. Very quickly, very quickly. Well, because you didn't try very hard, Well, because they were (laughs) trying. You purposely sabotaged it. I purposely (laughs) sabotaged it. But the original version of uh, the script had people saying things like they hit their elbow and they go, ooh, that's smarts. And I'm like, who the fuck wrote this? Ooh, that's, ooh, that's yeah. smarts. Smart. Oh, I was like, oh, the guy, the guy that writes for Seinfeld? Um, smarts. I'm like, nobody's going to know what this means. Like, you might as well just go like, just ah, fuck, that hurts. Like, that. that's a way yeah. more direct way of letting people know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the bad luck thing, I, I would love to see you get that down the line uh, working on. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, uh, is there anything that you have coming up, uh, anything that you know about like the <coughs> crowdfunding that you can plug right now or anywhere that people can look out for information coming up soon? Yeah, I um, keep a look. Uh, if anyone follows me on Twitter, it's Baja Blastra. Get it, like Baja Blast. I got you. You're a genius. Um, yeah. I'm a, I'm, oh, that's all Tim. That's, uh, oh, was that Tim? That's all, that's all Tim. He yeah, he's, actually, a, he's a clever guy. That's how yeah. we got a job at BuzzFeed. That's how we got a job at <laughs> being that clever. Yeah. Oh, See, Jesus. Twitter handles. So Baja uh, yeah, Blastra? Uh, just Baja Blastra. Uh, just uh, keep an eye out on that. Uh, it'll be up on Indiegogo. 
Uh, we were debating on, on going on another platform, but we decided on Indiegogo. Mm -hmm. And uh, probably the first video you'll see is an introductory video by myself. And then uh, you'll see an additional like two or three videos with the uh, the cast in character uh, doing awesome. specific promos. Hell yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's a fucking smart way to so. get, get people's attention for it. And then obviously mm -hmm. once it's all up and, and everything, people can come to the comic won't shut up page on uh, Facebook. I'll share it on fucking Instagram, everything Thank like that. You. So we will make sure that people yeah. are aware and that we can get this shit made, man. Um, I, uh, you know, don't want to, don't want to gush, but in, in the way that you were, you were my, you're, you're pretty much my, my little brother, just as much as most of my little brothers are my little brother. I'm fucking proud of you. A lot of man. those. Um, I got a lot of them, but I'm willing to take you on as an extra one. Um, <laughs> congratulations. I'm really stoked about the success. And this is definitely the start of something really fucking awesome for you. Oh, yeah. And I can't yep. wait to uh, use and abuse your success in a few years to do of things course. for myself. You know, I, I love you so way. much to let love you be used. You know, also, if you, uh, <laughs> when you get everything together in trailers and whatnot, make you sure you get music. it to us. We'll make music for you. That we too. will literally yeah. soundtrack the whole thing for you. That's true. We and will. we will make it sound as creepy or as funny as you want it to. It'll be good. Definitely. Thank you. I appreciate uh, that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, again, uh, Gregory Lastra, the short script is available on Amazon. You want to throw that up in the screen again for everybody to yeah. see real quick? Again, it is The Hunt. It is a horror comedy that is that's just a fucking really nice looking cover. Yeah, that yeah. like harkens back to like early like mid nineties like books like what was the step above uh goosebumps it was the one for like teenagers yeah uh, fear street or? fear street fear street, street. Yeah, it kind of brings me back yeah. to that so fuck yeah well then again thank you so much for joining us man and for being oh, our for having me. first yeah, webcam yeah, based interview um yeah. now as always we like to do a little cross promotion with our brother or sister love podcast let me ask you a question so without any further ado let's jump into our final segment here hit it just in <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. From. Let me ask you a question. Guys, now, as I was saying, every week I like to do a little cross-promotion between us and let me ask you a question, our brother, sister, love podcast. Each week, one of the guys, either Gregaman, Anthony of the Angels, or EJ5000, asked the rest of the guys uh, a random question. They've been kind of switching it up. For about 157 episodes, it was only Anthony asking questions. He was the only one that ever, ever asked anything. And Greg, you know Anthony. He's a crazy, crazy man who likes to say the most ridiculous things that yes. can possibly come to his mind. Um, and then they've been switching it up a little bit. And this uh, last episode that came out yesterday is from uh, is Greg Amann, uh is the one who provided the question. So I'm going to ask you guys the question. And we're just going to go <coughs> around and I'm going to ask you just to answer the question. Point Blake, you can expand on it if you would like. Uh, but I really like Greg's style of questions here. So here we go. The question is, if you came across a Peruvian pan flautist in the city they were they live in new york so he's talking about like, like sure. the subway or just anywhere the side of the road anything like that 
and you had to choose to do one of the following things. You can only choose one, and you had to choose one of these things to do. Right. A Peruvian pan flautist. Uh-huh. You can go up to him, and you can just punch him right in the face. You can go up to <laughs> him. guy? You can break his pan flute. What the fuck? Or you can give him all of the money in your bank account. But you have oh, to do one man. of them. Either punch him in the face, break his pan flute, which is his way of making money. Yeah. He's a street artist. Or give him all of your money. Which one do you think you go with, Justin? Which one are you going to go with? Uh, considering there's not really that much. I don't mean, I don't want to fuck with the dude's like livelihood. Yeah. Or, like, I don't want to punch the dude. Yeah. You're going to give him your money? Yeah, there's really not that not much. That really. much right? yeah, not that much, right? Not that much. It's a safe bet for you. It's a safe bet for you. Greg, what about you? Punch him, break his shit, or give him all your money? What do you, what do, you do? Uh, I'm looking at this from a, a, a D&D kind of standpoint that this is a quest. Uh-huh. I'm going to punch him, and I'm going to take up the mantle of uh, Pan Flutus. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Again, because then you still have your money. You have his Pan Flute. <laughs> And then you just gotta, yeah, you just gotta learn. You might be creating like uh, a child of his that's gonna like come back and seek revenge on you in fifteen years, <laughs> and just be like, "You killed my father and took his flute," because you punched him so hard, you you broke his face yeah. and, and killed him. Yeah. yeah. All right, Zach. What about you? What are you doing? Well, I mean, if <laughs> it's a lot more expensive to deal with the murder charge than it's it true. is to give him all the money I have. All yeah. the money you have. Now, um, you're now saying that I, you would kill him with your punch. Your punch. No, you said you. No, no, no. He's. I'm saying he specifically killed him. You don't have to kill him. I'm saying if I, for probably the fees and all the bullshit associated with punching someone, you'd really have to do the math. Like, yeah. how much money I got in my bank account versus yeah. how much it'll cost me. Okay. Or whatever costs me less. All right. Yeah. If you know what mm. I mean, say if I got three grand. In my bank account at that specific moment, yeah. And I know that if I punch him, it's a couple hundred dollars in court fees. They punch a guy because it's <laughs> cheaper. Or you know, if you know, I'm standing like in a crowd full of police officers there, yeah. and twelve <laughs> cops like, watch me punch this guy in the face, <laughs> and then the cops destroy me, and I yeah. have you know, I'm looking at thirty thousand dollars in medical bills. Well, then, you know, I should have gave the guy my three grand. Yeah, what if the instrument was worth, like, ten grand? Well, that's the other thing. Like, Mm -hmm. if he has a pan flute, you're thinking it's a pan flute. Maybe maybe it's just a $10 pan flute that you can just get anywhere, but maybe it's, like, protected, you know, in some, like, weird way. This is what Anthony and Greg and those guys got into. Like, what if it was, like, gifted to him by a shaman, and if you broke it, you were now, like, followed by this curse. Like, that is the risk I... As a musician, I would not want to break somebody's instrument. Yeah. Uh, as somebody that has never actually really punched a person in the face, I don't know I could do that. But also <laughs> as somebody with zero dollars, um, it, it would be kind of a cop-out. So I think I'm going punch him in the face yeah. just to get the experience of punching somebody in the face out of the way. Yeah. Um, and for it to be a stranger, um, I, I gotta make sure he's not having the flute to his mouth when I punch him, though, because then I'm just not yeah, gonna have gonna two of them. Yeah, you're gonna break his teeth. You're gonna break his teeth and everything. I don't think I'm doing that much damage. Anthony said it himself. He goes, I don't think my punch would really do anything. I've, I've never... And I might have a little bit more strength. Anthony's got piano what fingers, it, and I've got bartender like server arms, some, so maybe I got a little bit of strength. What if you just, like, turn into One Punch Man at that point? Just, like, one, just that moment, like, you just Destroyed the dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
And it's punch him in the face. It's not like just go to yeah. and punch him in the gut. It's punch him in the face. Yeah. Um, I most likely would wind up hurting myself more and accidentally punch him in like the back of the head. Like yeah. he would move at the last minute and I'd hit him like in the ear fight club style and I would just like hurt my hand and then that would just be it. Yeah, um, yeah I would not want to burden the guy with really the money he would then owe people with my bank account and then I wouldn't want to break his instrument. So I definitely think I'm going with punch, uh, him, in punch him in the face. Yeah. It's I think it's it's the safest punch bet for me. It's a good choice. In the face. Yeah. That pan flutist flautist flutist. Now what about a pan flatulist? Oh, if he was playing it with his butt, I would just give him all of my money. I would give him a contract that says here is the money I make for the rest of my life because that is the most impressive thing I would now, have ever seen. Now what I wouldn't do is play his instrument. I would not. Play with your butt or with his mouth? Because what if he, Okay, see, if he's got itchy butt like you got itchy butt, then you'd have itchy mouth like I have itchy mouth. If you switched Whoa, up, it would not yeah. be good. Yeah, you don't want to do spicy, that. Spicy, not itchy butt. Ooh, ooh, spicy, itchy. Yeah, I got thing. the ass crabs. I got the ass crabs. All right, well, again, guys, thank you uh, so much to Greg for joining us tonight. And we'll try to have you on you know, in the yeah, future yeah. and catch up with the updates. Oh, it'd on be great. That's going yeah, on. be great. Again, Baja Blastra on Twitter for all the updates and check out in the next couple of weeks. Once that goes up, we'll be throwing it up on Facebook for him as well. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, definitely. A big thank you to the strangers for letting us yeah, premiere a yeah. uh, world premiere on any uh, podcast or, or uh, YouTube-based TV show-style thing uh, for their music video for Eastern Misery. Uh, so, awesome. again, go check that out at the strangers, strangers with a Y, S-T-R-A-Y-N-G-E-R-S. Um, and always a big shout-out to the guys at Let Me Ask You a Question, Greg Man, EJ5000, oh, yeah. and Anthony DeAngelis. Uh, especially big thank you to Eric for getting us out every single week on the TV. TV Monday drops. Moot TV Mondays, uh, where you can get us, and occasionally uh, the White Wasabi uh, episodes drop every so uh, every couple of years or so. Uh, they release one of those guys. Yeah. Um, now this is our last of these six episodes. We are going to yeah. be off for the next two weeks, and we will be returning. Two week break, but we will have on. content that's going out. Oh, we have plenty of stuff coming out over the next couple of weeks of things that we've uh, already kind of uh, uh, done on the show. We'll be uh, sending a couple different videos out. And when we return, it'll be on St. Patty's Day. And on oh, St. Patty's Day, we are the going to be episode. drinking Ooh. old beer. We are going to be drinking seven-year-old beer and comparing it side-by-side side to its current counterpart. These are beers that have been sitting at room temperature under fluorescent lights on the top of a bar. And I am taking them, bringing them here. We're going to chill them. And then we're going to consume them. I'm going to let you know the Corona is already brown. And for that one, our good buddy James will be joining us. Uh, he got off easy the last time. He's not getting off easy this time. Nope. None of us are. Nope. Oh, it's going to be really it's bad. Gonna be it's gonna bad. Gonna be I'm going to have to take off of work the next day. <laughs> well, it's St. Patty's Day. You should already have home. the next day off. Yeah. You should already have the next day off. Uh, but, yeah, come back for that. Uh, a bunch of new music going to be featured. New artists. Um, we're going to have different uh, guests coming up as well. So, again, we're off for the next two weeks. We'll be back yep. on March 17th. Uh, as always, a uh, big thank you to Mr. Justin Olimpato for You're putting welcome, everything dude. together here. Oh, yeah. And a big thank you to Mr. Zachary. Can flautist ass flute mouse. <laughs> that one actually works. That one works. I think that's a future profession of yours for sure. All right, guys. So, again, we'll see you in a few weeks on March 17th. As always, here is our closing theme song. Right before you go to that, oh. Saki says he's punching him in the face and then apologizing for punching him in the face. As he's, if he had to choose. Well, had okay, to choose he's going to apologize. I don't know what the rulings were on I'm that, so but I think you can apologize. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I don't know why he doesn't know what's going on there all right well thank you again everybody for tuning in we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks here is our closing theme song to play us out see you guys next time later enjoy fuck you fuck mood.tv There's nothing more egomaniacal than singing the theme music for your own show. Who am I? Kelsey Grammer. If I could only drink like him, we're gonna write a new one every week. Some will be solid, some will be weak. We're gonna write a new one every week. Some will be solid, some will be total experiment.